does editing photos drain your energy? Does it feel like this never-ending task that lives on your to-do list forever? It totally used to feel that way for me too. It can be really tough to balance the time and energy that it takes to edit the photos while also, you know, running a business and marketing your business and giving great customer service and being a mom, like everything, right? So in this episode, I'm going to share traditional and not so traditional ways to outsource your editing and also show you how to decide if now is the right time to outsource. Plus, I'm going to show you how you can actually save money in the long run by outsourcing. I'm going to give you tips to find the right people and tools to maintain your unique editing style. I have a feeling you're going to want to take notes on this one. Let's dig in. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn. And on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of From Better Half to Boss. My name is Tavia. I am your host, and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. Students learn this through the Beauty and Birth Photography Certification and through Marketing School for Photographers. My students know I love talking about editing and outsourcing editing specifically. And I realized that I don't think I've ever talked about it on this podcast. So I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to figuring out if outsourcing is the right next step for your business, specifically outsourcing editing, and just short, sort of share like my journey with outsourcing editing and kind of the stigma that is attached to photographers who outsource their editing. So we're going to dig into all of that today. So I started outsourcing my editing years ago. And the reason why I started is I noticed that I was really procrastinating editing my clients' photos. I did enjoy culling them for the most part, and I enjoyed editing a few to post on social media, but then it got down to like finalizing the editing and finishing everything for the client, and it became something that I really, really dreaded. And because I dreaded it, I procrastinated it. And because I procrastinated it, I really wasn't giving my clients the best experience that I could because I was waiting until the last possible moment to deliver their photos because it was just something that I did not enjoy. And so a few years ago, I started to look at what would it look like to have somebody else edit my photos? Like, could I teach somebody else how I edit and have them edit my photos? And so what I did is I started by having this person edit my family sessions because newborn and birth was not something that I wanted to give up. So they started editing my family sessions. That was going well. Then I started having her edit my newborn sessions and eventually I let her take over editing my births. So it was like a whole process um, and it was a gradual process. And I think that sometimes photographers think, oh, if I outsource editing, I have to give it all to them. And that's absolutely not true. You can stair step your way into giving them kind of the bigger tasks that you don't want to let go of just yet as you build a relationship with that person. and. 
I actually continued to cull my own images for quite a long time. So I would cull the images and send them to her to edit. But now she culls and edits everything. And I have to tell you, it is quite magical. (laughs) It's quite magical to come home, upload my photos, and just drop them in Dropbox. And they're magically delivered to me cold and edited, usually within 72 hours. Like It's really, really incredible. And when I think back to all the time that I spent editing, man, that's why I wanted to create this episode because I want to give you that type of freedom in your life and in your business to know that you don't have to be the one editing your photos and that there are people out there who can do it as well or better than you. So literally what the process looks like today is I upload my photos to Dropbox, all of the raw photos. She calls them down. She edits them and emails them back to me. Now, whenever I get the files, I do review them. And I do sometimes make some small tweaks like, oh, the color balance on this is a little off. Or, oh, I might have changed this little thing. So it's not like I'm completely hands off. I see the images before my client does. And I do sometimes make some tweaks. After I make those tweaks to the color photos, I duplicate everything and make a black and white version. And then I prepare the photos for the in-person ordering appointment. So I make a slideshow. I add them all, all the final images to Dropbox with our um, digital care information that we send all of our clients and all that good stuff. The person who edits my photos also is the person who does my in-person ordering appointments. And so then I look over everything, prepare it for ordering appointments and send it back to her so that she has it ready for the client's visit. So quite literally, you guys, when it comes to my photography business, I am photographing the session and really that's it. Somebody else is handling the ordering for me. Somebody else is handling the editing for me. And it's such a gift because I look forward to sessions. I am excited to photograph sessions because I'm not doing the parts of my photography business that drain me and that are exhausting to me. So if you're feeling burnt out right now, if you're feeling like kind of dreading when you have a client or dreading certain parts of it, I want to encourage you to look at how can I start to pass that off? How can I start to have somebody else come into my business and slowly, gradually train them? And we're going to talk about um, what to pay them and, and all that good stuff here in just a bit. But I wanted to share what that process looks like for me today and how we sort of got to that point. It was a gradual process over several years. Now, I know that when it comes to this topic of outsourcing editing specifically, a lot of photographers are like, well, it's too expensive. Like, I just don't have the profit margin. I just can't afford for somebody else to do the editing for me. And I want to remind you something you already know, which is time is money. Time really is money. And here's how I want to explain this to you. If your goal is to make $100,000 a year with photography, or maybe you're already making $100,000 a year with photography, then you have to operate like your time is worth $65 an hour. How did I get that? Well, assuming you work 32 hours a week for 48 weeks out of the year, you divide that number of hours by $100,000, and that equals $65 an hour. So that means if it's taking you three hours to call and edit a session, and let's be real, I know it's taking you, a lot of you, a lot longer than three hours, especially for larger um, sessions like births or weddings. Let's say it's taking you three hours to call and edit a session. That means that it's costing you almost $200 for you to be the one 
calling and editing that session. So then my question for you is, could you find somebody to call and edit that session for less than $200? I'm pretty sure that would be simple to do, right? And so imagine you're freeing yourself up, who is worth $65 an hour, to do higher level tasks so that somebody else can come in and do it cheaper than it costs you to do it yourself. And we oftentimes don't think about it that way because it's not literally costing money out of our bank account, but it also kind of is because you're spending the limited time that you have to work on something that is a lower value task that somebody else can do for less than $65 an hour, less than $40 or $30 an hour. So aside from the actual money, I want to talk about the energy because I know a lot of you feel like I used to felt when it come when it comes to editing photos. And that is your energy when you're like hemming and hawing and dreading and procrastinating editing. It really sucks the life out of you. It kind of is just like always hanging over your head. It's this looming task that's always there that you might keep putting off. And how much money is that costing you in your business? Having that kind of energy over you all the time. When you outsource your editing, it frees you up to work on other things like, hello, marketing, or the things that you know you, quote, should be doing in your business, but you can't find the time. The things that are actually going to move the needle and grow your business. Just like a chef can create new recipes when they don't have to wash the dishes right? Imagine a chef is back there making the food, serving the food, washing the dishes. He's not going to do his best work or her best work, right? It's the same for you when you're able to get rid of those things that are smaller, um, lower level tasks. It it allows you to focus on the things that actually are going to grow your business. And just think about how much more you could get done and how much more energy you'd have for your business when you don't have to worry about editing. Plus, this is kind of a side benefit, because you're paying someone else to do it, there's kind of a higher pressure for them to get it done quickly. So you can relax knowing that your work is being handled in a timely manner, which honestly is probably better than you're doing for yourself right now. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just speaking to myself, but I know how I operated for years. It was procrastinating that like crazy. But when I paid someone else to do it, it got done so much faster, which allowed me to serve my clients even better. Because instead of taking two weeks to get their photos, I still tell them two weeks, but they're actually getting them in more like three days, three to four to five days. Okay. And sidebar, this is like, seems kind of random, but I wanted to throw this in. It is not time for you to outsource your editing. If you don't have a consistent style, You can teach a human or AI how to edit for you, or you can't teach them how to edit for you if you don't have a consistent style and you're not editing the same way for each session. So really rule number one is you've got a consistent style. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Another reason that photographers don't want to outsource editing or that I hear from you guys that I faced myself is thinking well, if I hire someone, they're just not going to do as good of a job as me. And I totally get it. Like I said, because that was me when I started outsourcing. I was like, okay, only I know how to edit like I want. And this is part of the craft of being a photographer, right? How can I let someone else do 50% of the job for me and call it my own? 
Let me tell you, it is absolutely still your work when you outsource because it's your vision and your style that are being applied by the editor. And like I shared with you when I told you my process, you're still in control. You still get the final look. You still see the final images before the client sees them. So if something feels off or it's not up to par, then you can adjust accordingly. But let me tell you that doing that is still so much faster than you editing everything from beginning to end yourself. A lot of times there's also a little bit of ego involved here. And I say this lovingly because I experienced it myself. There might be a little part of you that's like, but can they actually edit the same way I would? Like, is it going to be as good as when I do it? So if you're worried that your editor might not edit as well as you or up to your standards, I want to lovingly tell you that's probably not true. And it might be a little bit of ego talking. I'm sure you're really great at editing, but that doesn't mean that you can't teach someone else to edit the same way at a minimum. And this is like a little hack for you. If you're like, I don't know if I can give somebody else my editing at a minimum, you can have them do just like a basic edit where they correct the exposure, correct the color balance, uh, maybe do a crop and you can go in and apply the style and the extra edit. So that's a kind of a little hack if you want to stair step your way into getting somebody to fully edit your sessions for you. Now, there's one more thing that I used to struggle with before we get into like how to actually do this and how to outsource and find the people and all that. And that is I didn't really want my clients to know that I was outsourcing my editing. There was a part of me that was ashamed for some reason that I wasn't the one editing all of their photos. And it's crazy because I trained the person who edits for me. Like she's editing exactly like I would, but because I wasn't the one clicking the mouse, I felt like it was something to be ashamed of. I thought there was something wrong with that or that my clients would be upset if they found out. But it turns out Clients don't care who is editing for them as long as they like their photos and they get their photos quickly. They really don't care and they really don't mind. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, again, because you're training this person to do this for you. And I guarantee you, your clients would much rather have their photos quickly than care about who edited them. Okay, so hopefully at this point, you've got a general idea of what you're wanting this person to do. Maybe they're just going to start out by culling for you. Maybe they're going to start out, you cull, and they do a basic edit. Or maybe you're ready to have someone edit a, like family sessions before you give them newborn or birth. It's okay to kind of stair step your way, like I said, to somebody exclusively editing everything for you. So hopefully you've got kind of an idea of what that might look like for you, what your next step might be. So let's talk about how to actually find the person. Now we've talked about figuring out your editing style. So you know how to teach somebody else to do it. If you don't know what your editing style is, feel free to post in our free Facebook group. That's um, the beauty and birth. You can find it at taviaredburn.com slash FB group. And just ask in there like, Hey, what would you say is my editing style? What are things that stick out to you? That way you can communicate that to your editor. 
pay attention to the things that you do. Are you um, really dramatically messing with the curves? Do you like a little less saturation? Um, do you like them really sharp, really clear? Do you like more moody, light and airy? Like those things, pay attention to what you're doing when you're editing your photo to give you an idea of your editing style so that you know how to teach somebody else to do it. Once you've figured out a general idea of your editing style, there are three different types of people that you can get to do this work for you. The first is a skilled person. A skilled person is somebody who probably already has some experience editing photos. They might be a photographer themselves. Um, They might be a company who specializes in editing for photographers. And there's a lot of benefits to going this route and hiring a skilled person because chances are they know what they're doing. You're going to be able to hit the ground running. You're going to get really good results really quickly. And the downside kind of is this person is going to cost more. Um, And we'll talk more about what to expect to pay here in a second. But the skilled person is probably the highest end person of all of these because they know what they're doing and you don't really have to train them very much. There are whole companies that can edit for you like shoot.edit or you can find somebody who knows how to edit on Upwork or Fiverr. Those are good places to find a skilled person. Now, It would be a rare situation that that would be my recommendation for a lot of you. The next two are probably going to be my recommendation for a lot of you. And the next one is finding somebody who is new. Somebody like a high school student, a college student, a child in your neighborhood, maybe not a child, but like, you know, a teenager in your neighborhood, um, a stay-at-home mom, somebody that you can teach what you do. Now, the good thing about this is you're going to be able to pay them less money because they don't know what they're doing and you're teaching them. The downside is you've got to teach them. And that can take a lot of back and forth, but trust me, it is worth it. So you could do something like screen record yourself editing, talking about why you're doing what you're doing, showing them how to do it. They're going to edit for you. You're going to get it back. You're going to give them feedback and back and forth and back and forth until they figured it out. If you go this route, I would save your training in Dropbox or something like that. That way, if you ever bring on somebody else to edit for you, you have that training all there ready to go. And so a new person is going to cost less money, but like I said, it's going to require a lot more training. And the third method is something that I talked about in my predictions for photographers episode at the beginning of this year, and that is using AI to edit for you. A company like Imogen AI, which is uh, I-M-A-G-E-N-A-I.com, is an AI software that connects with Lightroom that will learn your style and edit your photos for you. So last I checked, you upload 300 photos and it learns your editing style and can edit for you, which is really, really cool and exciting. So those are the three different things I would be considering if I was looking at outsourcing for the very first time. Now, if you're hiring a skilled person with experience in photo editing, like I said, it can be more expensive. Um, You can expect to pay a flat rate of maybe like $50 to $100 an hour or 25 to 50 cents per 
image. And again, a lot of times if you calculate that, it's still going to be less than the $65 an hour that you need to pay yourself in order to hit 100K. So even hiring the skilled person is going to put you ahead. Hiring a new person with less experience, like the college student or the stay-at-home mom, um, you could expect to pay more like $20 an hour or 10 to 20 cents per image. And again, it's a lot less money, but you're training that person, right? And then AI, like image and AI, can be as low as $29 a month for up to 150 images. So if you're giving 50 image per session, that's three sessions for $30 a month. So this can be a really good fit if you have a consistent editing style already and you're not looking for extensive retouching. You just need like color correction and your basic style applied and then you can go in. So 29 bucks a month is a pretty great way um, to get started. I'm not an affiliate for Imogen AI. I just wanted to share that as a resource for you guys. It's not something that I've ever used because I have a great relationship with my editor and I have no reason to look elsewhere, but I think that that could be a really cool thing for you to explore if you see a need to start outsourcing your editing this year. So there you have it. There's all the reasons and things to consider when it comes to outsourcing your editing, how to find the editor, what to expect to pay them, and kind of how to stair-step your way into fully outsourcing everything. Do me a favor, if you enjoyed this episode and you have a photography friend who maybe you've talked about outsourcing editing with or they're considering outsourcing, will you DM or text this episode to them? Because I think it will really help them figure out what their next steps are when it comes to editing. Thank you so much for making it to the end of another episode of From Better Half to Boss. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion... It's not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. And I hope that you'll get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.